This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South Community Access Radio Station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hello and welcome to John's Media Show, where we talk about media and other stuff. I'd like to give a shout out to any friends or family that may be tuning in to listen to me today, and I hope you enjoy the show. And for any new listeners that may be tuning in to listen to me today, I'd like to talk to you about how to critique any sort of media. So how to critique any sort of media is based on its entertainment value. I look at the pros and cons. If the pros outweigh the cons, it will get a high rating. If the cons outweigh the pros, it will get a low rating. If it's mediocre, the pros and cons would be about equal. I try and keep my reviews as spoiler-free as possible, but in some cases I do need to get into spoiler territory, since it may be a major part in my review. But I'll give you an estimated time of how long I'll be talking about the spoilers, so you know when to turn off the radio and when approximately I'll be finished talking about it. So if you don't want the film, game, or TV show spoiled for them, they know they know approximately when to come back in so they don't get spoiled. I have two unique rating systems. The first is unique to what you're medium critiquing. So for films, I use popcorns because that's what you eat when you go to the cinema. For video games, I use video game controllers because that's what you play video games with. And for TV shows, I use televisions because that's only what you watch TV shows on. The second rating system is because I'm a film collector, what's specifically on Blu-ray, or of digital iTunes HD, I use this as a helpful guide for any other media collectors that may be tuning in to listen to me today. So at the bottom, we have to skip it. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has no entertainment value whatsoever not even it's so bad it's good like Batman and Robin that you can laugh at how ridiculous and over the top everything is rent it slash stream it is where for example if the film's come kind of recently in cinemas and I think it's good but not good enough for you to warrant your money time and potentially fuel depending on where your local cinema is and you can wait three or four months for it to come out on DVD and Blu-ray to rent or streaming services to stream, then I say rent it slash stream it. Seed Ones is also using the same example where if the film's quite recently in cinemas, then I think it's good enough for you to go see it once and then be done with it, then I say see it once. But the highest honor is obviously to buy it on Blu-ray. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has great entertainment value and you'll never get tired of watching or playing the video game. This is a review of Hellraiser 6 Hellseeker. This is directed by Rick Bota. The screenplay is written by Carl V. Dupree and Tim Day. The cast stars Doug Bradley, Ashley Lawrence, Dean Winters and William S. Taylor. 
Well, not officially part of the production team, Clive Baker, who was the author of um, Hellbound Heart, I think it was, which is adapted into um, the film Hellraiser, had brief input on the film and some uncredited influence on the third act specifically. Hellseeker was the last Hellraiser film to have any involvement from Barker, uncredited or otherwise. So the synopsis reads, A shady businessman attempts to piece together the details of the car crash that killed his wife, rendered him having amnesia, and left him in possession of a sinister puzzle box that summons monsters. The film has largely the same issue as Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. While it is great to see Kirstie back, we barely see her in the film. What we're stuck with is Trevor, and he is a dull protagonist. While it is endearing that he is wanting to know what happened to his wife, Dean Winters, who plays Trevor, doesn't give any charisma or charm to him, so he's left feeling boring to watch. The only compelling character we follow is William S. Taylor's detective um, Mike Lange, who is a detective looking into Trevor's wife's murder. His performance is good to watch with him making sarcastic jokes at times, but also being sincere when needed to. The issues with the film come in its confusing nature. Trevor throughout the film can't tell the difference between reality and fantasy. For the first few times it was fine, but then it got irksome since you wonder, is this real? Nope. Okay then. Instead of it being a good novelty, it just got repetitive and convoluted. Even the body horror that the franchise is known for is lacking the gore, instead just being incredibly few and far between. The climax where everything is explained was arguably the best part of the film, because it brought clarity to a lot of things. Personally, though, the film was a drag to get through until the climax with its dull protagonist and confusing nature. The climax is great, but as they say, it was too little, too late. If you're a fan of the Hellraiser franchise and are unsure whether or not to watch it, for the love of Pinhead, don't. Two popcorns out of five, skip it. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM, and we are now heading into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
And that was Stranger Things Extended, composed by Kyle Dixon and Michael Steen from the soundtrack of Stranger Things Volume 2. So this is the extended theme of the main theme of Stranger Things. And I think at least some of the portion is played in the end credits. I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fresh FM. And we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. And that was Jason Grabs Rope, composed by Harry Manfredini from the film score of Friday the 13th, Part 3. So as the name, the title would suggest, it's right after when Jason, after supposedly dying from being hung from a noose, you know, or rope fastened as a noose, grabs the rope and proceeds to try to attack I can't even remember what the final girl's name is she's so forgettable I'm John Scott this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM and we're now heading into a music break and I'll see you after the break
and that was Lazarus. Composed by James Dean Howard and Hans Zimmer from the film score of Batman Begins. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. Thank you. 
And that was What Are You Going To Do When You Are Not Saving The World? Composed by Hans Zimmer from the film score of Man of Steel. So this plays right near the end of Man of Steel where uh, was it Mar- yeah, Martha Kent is asking what are you going to do when you're not saving the world? And it's it cuts be- between him talking saying they need someone that people won't be suspicious uh, if he needs to go someplace dangerous. So he's going to sign up, um, get a job at the Daily Bugle. Um, and it goes to him to, uh, going to the building. And was it the... You know, Lois um, says, welcome to the Daily Bugle. Um, glad to be here, Lois. And it cuts to... Um, in credits which some of this though i think the about the latter half of the tr- composition is played during the end credits not sure specifically when but it's about the latter half i'm john scott this is john's media show on fresh fm and we are now heading into a music break and i'll see you after the break was Lily's theme composed by Alexandre Desplat I don't know how to pronounce this composer's name from the film score of 
Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. So this is played in the opening... I think the opening scene of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 when it eventually fades to Harry by Dobby's grave. I haven't seen the movie... Yeah, again, I don't know how long. I just know I haven't seen Deathly Hallows Part 2 for a long time, so that's more or less what the context of the scene that this plays in. I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I will see you after the break. was Five Places Escape composed by Alexandre Duplat again don't know how to pronounce this composer's name from the film score of 
Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. So I know the second half of this composition is played when Harry, Ron and Hermione are being chased by... I don't know what the character's name is, but they're escaping from the Ministry after getting the the locket, um, since there's one of the Horcruxes. Um, hence why it's called Fireplaces Escape, is they go into the fireplace to escape. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. And that was Dumbledore's Farewell, composed by Nicholas Hooper from the film score of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. So this is played right as, um, that, oh, Harry goes to examine, um, Dumbledore and everyone um many of the students and teachers raise their wands to the sky to erase the dark mark from the sky and as the ta- as the compo- composition suggests um this is where um they're saying farewell to dumbledore since he has passed away i'm john scott this is john's media show on fresh fm and we're heading back 
into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. And that was Possession, composed by Nicholas Hooper from the film score of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So this is played during which, um, Vol- this is right after Voldemort and Dumbledore supposedly f- finish their fight, but then Voldemort tries to possess um, Harry Potter, in which he fails. Well, for but um, he eventually fails and is rejected from his body. Welcome back to John's Media Show. We'll talk about media and other stuff. Now, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this session today. 
but I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in for, to listen to me today. Otherwise, I'd just be in a room filled with computers, a control panel, speaking into a microphone, or by myself. If you'd like me to critique anything, please go to freshfm.net, where you can go to our Facebook page and leave me a post via the visitors' posts with your recommendation and the hashtag John's Media Show. If I pick a recommendation, I'll give a shout out to whoever did so. Don't forget to listen to podcasts created right here and the top of the south through freshfm.net and the accessmedia.nz app. We can find my show and many others. I hope you've all had a wonderful day at school and or work and I'll hopefully see you all next time. I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fish FM and I will hopefully see you all next week. Bye-bye. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.